Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pantelis Podcast, episode 69. And for the 69th episode, I brought my buddy Brodigan on. Brodigan, uh, I have so many questions for you that I should have asked you normally, but I figured, fuck, it's probably going to be entertaining. <laughs> so it'll be so good for a podcast. That's why, I'm, just, I'm just excited to be number 69. Yeah, by the way, it's totally random. People think that I planned it, like who's going to get 69? <laughs> well, I didn't even think about the number. I didn't even realize where I was. But what I was thinking, so Brodigan, for those the people that don't know, uh, I met you on uh, Louder with Crowder writing. Yeah. You were already there before me. You've been a writer there for a while. And my question to you is, how did you get into Like, I know for me, I came from stand-up, right? They wanted someone for jokes. They wanted some comedy. So that's where I came in. But how did you get into writing? Luck. Was it luck? Yeah. Yeah. What happened was, I mean, I had, God, I started doing political blogging, I guess, like around 2009. So I had met Steven a couple times. Like I used to do a, anytime I like I did a podcast for people like he would always be a guest on. And when he was the way the story goes, when he was when he first started to um, work on what's what's turned into what the show is now. Yeah, he needed someone to write for his website. Uh, and he was looking for conservative with a sense of humor, which you might not notice there aren't many of us. So uh, I happened to stood out, and he had a buddy of mine, Brandon Morris. So I used to do, I used to work on a um, website called Misfit Politics, and we used to we used to do like a, a, a Google Hangout. Uh, uh, I think it was before he even called a podcast, but that's irrelevant. But uh, he referred me to Stephen, so I started writing for the website. And then when um, there were various uh, personnel changes, and he needed someone to start uh, more people to start writing jokes, he's like, "If you want to try writing jokes," and I was like. Sure. Yeah. So it wasn't immediate because I know when I first uh, was asked to to join the team and they got me for comedy, it was kind of they were because I was like, hey, I'm not really that political. I don't really know much about what's going on. I just care about the joke. I don't give a shit about left, right. And yeah. they're like, no, 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 it's cool. Like every everybody has a role, right? So even you kind of put me at ease when I got on. You're like, no, no, I know this stuff. Like you, you don't need to know all the political stuff. We'll show you who they are. You know, you can write jokes about uh, current events and what's happening, but you don't really need to be into the political sphere whereas i got lucky because you are so you understand stuff so but it's true because you it feels like you've been um more involved in politics from before like it wasn't like you got into politics with steven crowder you were involved in it from before so it was just kind of like an added bonus for you to be able to spread your wings and do more stuff on that show yeah like i guess what originally happened i had um so a buddy and i had a falling out um over the same stupid reason friends always fall out because there was a girl involved. Okay. But I, I just okay, one day out of the blue, I decided to Google him to see what he was up to. Uh, and he was he was doing like a political pot, uh, political blog. And it was and it was right leaning. So, uh, you know, out of uh, just completely out of the blue, I decided to send him an email and the extent of the because he, he moved from New York to Florida. And my thinking was, wow, I thought Jews only moved to Florida when they retire. <laughs> my friends, of course, Jewish. 
And it was funny because after not talking to him for like five or six years, I'm thinking to myself, wow, he probably found that funny. So the first email, I, our first communication in six years, the extent of was me sending an email saying, I thought Jews only moved to Florida when they retire. How have you been? So I mean, you know, we started talking again and his he had discovered Blog Talk Radio. Blo- Why so, is that sound- Wait, Blog Talk Radio? That was a website, right? Yeah, with the web I think it was the first I think it was the first um I think it was the first podcasting website before it was even called podcasting. I did a it podcast was- there once, a live one with my buddy Alex when I used to do my first podcast. I remember Blog Talk Radio. We had done one and it was amazing because the way it integrated, it was live and people were able to call in. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, done an episode great. there, yeah. Years ago, yeah, 2010, 2011. 20, actually before 2008, so we'll say like 2007. He started it. Yeah, before the 2008 election. I, and he was like, he was the one who was born to talk radio, like listen to Russian and all that. He just wanted someone to talk to, so I was basically like the sidekick. And just for, when I started doing that, I started following politics more. And uh, I guess when the tea, when the tea Party stuff happened, actually a little before that, I had, I was looking for work. And I, I was reading a book and they, they were talking about like when like our parents used to go to work, they, the reason they would network and find jobs, they'd be, go to like a, like a church or like, you know, those um, Knights of Columbus organizations like that, like the Grand Poobah Hall. I don't really know a lot about that shit. Yeah, but specific organizations. Okay. So, so I had, uh, I figured, well, wait a second, I still qualify as a young Republican because it's anyone under 40. I had joined that and like, I was, so... The podcasting was in my introduction to like social media and the internet. And then the YR is my introduction to like politics. And I guess like around 2008, 2009, I started getting involved in the quote unquote movement. Oh, there's a movement. Well, there was a movement. I, I, it's, it's, it's more of a bowel movement lately, but you know. Yeah, I just care about what's funny. I could, I could give a fuck. <laughs> I'm getting there myself. Yeah, because it, it, you'll see it's dumb. Most, uh, I mean, I can't find a politician that I really give a fuck about enough to associate with them, be like, this is my guy, this is my girl. They're all they're fucking politicians. So I care about I care about being funny. That's all I ever gave a shit about in this uh in this business, you know? Yes. And then so, thankfully like the political business gives us a lot to be funny about. So that definitely helps. Yeah, oh there's a lot of fuckery afoot, Brodigan. Let me tell you. <laughs> Not as if you haven't seen it. But you also you have a you have an interesting passion for wrestling. Yes. And the reason why I say interesting is because most people their 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 passions don't become uh, careers in any capacity, right? And you're one of the people who had a chance. You, you love wrestling. You actually had a chance to work in that sphere, right? And back in the day, man. back in back the in day, the original dot com dot com bubble. And you were talking to me last time we were together uh, down south. We were eating some barbecue, and you talked to me about it. And I, it it was fascinating to me because you were on the internet blogging for wrestling at a time where I was very, very um, new to the internet. I wasn't aware of how blogs work, who was writing for them. So while I was still getting introduced to the world of the internet, right, you were already in there turning one of your hobbies into into work at the time, yeah. essentially. So how did that come about? Like, I'm very curious about the rest. And how did you get out of it? Because I know you still love wrestling. <laughs> Again, luck. Okay, how did that happen? I'm very curious. I, I had a... So, so, okay, so I guess when... um. Back in the olden days, uh, when, every, when, when you used to get those America Online discs with like the 30 free hours and the 200 free hours, uh, I started following some of like the WWE's, I think it was the WWF back then, but they used to have the message boards on their AOW page. Yeah, AOW page. Um, and just little by little, I, I saw people like, oh, there's, 
there's, there's such a thing called email newsletters. Well, wait a second, I have to get an email first. I have an email now. Now I'm gonna start writing for an email newsletter. And little by little, I was sending stuff to this one uh, guy by the name of Al Isaacs, who I didn't know at the time was actually only lives two towns over from me. And, and you know, he, he had a website called Scoops, which in the genre of what we were doing was kind of like the People magazine. Okay. So it, it wasn't just like, you know, you know, Bucky's wrestling dot tumblr dot com like thing. It was actually it, it it turned into like a really big deal. And I was just writing just as a hobby. Uh, and they got bought by one of the bigger dot coms. And again, they they needed an extra person. And I was the only one who lived in New York because <laughs> I had to work out of New York City. It's like, you want a job? You like, keep getting work by proximity. <laughs> I work in a Barnes and Noble at the time. I'm like, sure, I'll take a full time job talking about professional wrestling. Of course, yeah. How much do you want? Whatever you want to give me. And was there money at the time? Was it? Uh, were you able to have a full time job and actually put food on the table? Yes. Okay. Yes, for, for like a year, uh, and then I discovered the stock market and the bubble. And you got in as the bubble was bursting. <laughs> I actually lucked out. Um, so our company. Did you know IGN.com? Of course, yeah. Okay. Uh, IGN.com used to be owned by a company called Snowball, okay. who owned a bunch of other websites, and they were the site that bought us. So Snowball went public in March of 2000. March of 2000. As luck would have it, I was in San Antonio, Texas, interviewing Shawn Michaels. So I wasn't. I didn't buy stock when it opened because I was supposed to get a discount. It was like, it was eighteen dollars a share. I think we we were supposed to get some kind of a discount. Um. And the stock started to go down right away. So I figured, all right, I'll wait out. And then between April and December of that year, the stock went from $18 a share to 18 cents a share. Oh, shit. And it, it, was, uh, it, it was actually a good life lesson because you that should always Shawn know Shawn Michaels how, is bad luck? Well, that. But you should also always know how you're getting paid because when I was going on job interviews, first of all, I'm competing with everyone who just lost a job at dot coms, but they were doing it longer than I was. Oh, right. Yeah. But it, it's before they would even talk about the interview. She's like, I don't understand. How does the internet, how did you get paid? Like, how did your company make money? And I'm thinking to myself, I had no fucking idea. I, I, well, I, I was, I, I was working in, in a, in a giant office on park, on park Avenue, going to work in like camouflage shorts and like a uh, Leonard Skinner hockey jersey, <laughs> working in a sales office with that was 75 percent salespeople. I had no idea what they sold. Interesting, and I, I think that that pretty much described what the internet was. It was like it was like it was like a giant pyramid scheme. Everyone was like buying a concept as opposed to like an actual like product. So did you feel and, like you 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 jumped in to the deep end and you're like, how the fuck do I get out of this? How do I get back to normal work? Oh, uh, for a while, because I had a it was also a blown opportunity. So because it was it, it's one of those mistakes you look back on because for for a year. My boss at the time uh, worked remotely from upstate New York. Okay. And as long as you like did your chores or your chores, I mean, the stuff like certain things you had to do, he didn't care how you filled up your day, just as long as you were working out of the office for eight hours. Now, I could have taught myself coding. I could have taught myself film editing because we had a media room and only me and one other person used it. Uh, I could have worked on building contacts. Uh, instead, I, I spent the days uh, surfing the internet, downloading music off a of Napster, and going to the bar for lunch. You because stupid figured... son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, 
I'm making a living right about professional wrestling. This is going to last forever. Yeah, yeah. And it, it didn't quite look out, work out like that. So, like, when the opportunity arised to do, like, pretty much what I was doing then, but, like, to do it now, mm-hmm. uh, knowing what I know now and, like, all the new technology we have, because that was always the annoying thing. It got to be annoying when I would be watching, like, some of the uh, some of the WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania weekend stuff. And all these people doing the stuff that we wanted to do 15 years ago, but the technology wasn't there yet. Okay. And seeing them get to do it now pisses me off every year. What? Well, how come now you're not? Um, I mean, you're busy with uh, with you know being the writer on on Crowder Show, but you still could find time to do wrestling related stuff, right? Because I, I mean, I say this because I try to push people to. Um, monetize and to do more of the stuff they like, like hobby wise to turn it into right. something just because, uh, you know, life is, is short and if you're passionate about something, you're good at it. You might as well try to spend a lot of time doing it. You know what is, I, I think, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that once, uh, at least for me, because for, for the longest time I was doing this stuff as basically as a hobby, um, while I was working in an office, cause I figured at one point maybe I was content working in office, but I figured maybe at one point it would turn into something else. You know, occasionally some organizations would fly you at like the conferences just so you could blog about it. So I was happy doing that. I figured I'd make a contact that way. But after doing that for so long, and now that, you know, we're able to get paid for our passion, to think about doing it just for free, I don't have the time. You know, I can make make the time if I wanted to, but it just doesn't seem. But it could start off free. Yeah, and then you turn it into something. What about um, I mean, now with uh, with AEW being a new um, kind of a new promotion that's actually making money, uh, I guess there's more room and there's more need for more um, websites, writers, uh, videos. How come you don't have like I don't know weekly broadigan YouTube? And, and I say this, and you know, I'm not the biggest wrestling fan, but I I am aware that there's a lot of people involved in wrestling. There's a lot of content out there, a lot of fans, and even friends that I know have made uh, wrestling YouTube pages and podcasts. Yeah. So um, you, always a wrestling shirt, always a wrestling reference. I'm very <laughs> surprised that you're not doing, yeah, you see, wrestling forever. So why why are you doing, why aren't you doing more wrestling shit? Uh, my crippling fear of an awkwardness of talking to myself through a camera. It, it's I'll just give something you that, that nobody gets the, the funny thing is, I actually okay. So you know, we're we're in quarantine. Everyone is going to be shut down for like ever. I figured, hey, now would be a good time. I'm actually going to practice doing this. I'm actually going to. I'll do an Instagram TV video every day, and you know, like one day I'll talk about my favorite albums. One day I'll talk about wrestling. I'll talk about all this stuff. I lasted. I lasted a video and a half. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's not. Maybe that's not for you. What about writing though? What about on a fucking? You join one of these web pages. They still exist. And you write they uh, st- the news. Uh, they they still exist, but it's all um man German suplex through a supermarket, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Film at eleven. Yeah. Like Yeah, it's it's and also I, the weirdest thing for me when I was doing it, it's also it's a lot of children doing it. Like actual kids? I don't, I, I don't know if it's still children. Like there there was one point where I was on the phone with a thirteen year old because he stole someone's news. Wait, and what? My, my, it's not a good excuse. I feel like you're trying to <laughs> cover your bases. You're the reason why I was on the phone with a 13-year-old. Okay. So we were talking about grappling. When um, <laughs> we used to have news boards. Okay. 
Now, this is before the word blogger was invented. These are like forums? Podcasting was invented. You know, we all thought of ourselves as serious journalists. Uh, these are like forums, the, the news boards? Forums, kind of? yeah, forums. Okay. We all thought of ourselves as serious professional wrestling journalists. Uh, and the way a lot of people would make their money, uh, because let's be honest, doing the least amount of crap makes you the most amount of money. They would put these message boards where they would take other people's news and just like, you know, three short paragraphs and they, they put like a misleading link to like go to like some other person's website. And that would be their job, which is actually turned into actual journalism. If you look at what CNN and, <laughs> and the New York Times has turned into. But th there was just one day where and uh, you, you could tell who the kids were. You could tell. But it was just, I was just I, I had to, I had to fire someone because. He was lying about stuff, and he was he kept on posting misleading links. And I figured the guy would I like my click, boss was like click baby shit. Yeah, baby shit. But the, the the guy with my boss was like, well, you know, he's complaining on email, so you should call him. I'm like, the kid's probably like 15 years old, and I'm like, but you still don't know. I'm sure he's an adult. You have to call him. And I'm fairly certain when I spoke to the kid on the phone, he wasn't 15. He sounded like he was more like 12. But what kind of stuff the was the kid writing? I'm not convinced the Undertaker is really dead. Like what kind of, <laughs> what kind of I, stuff was he saying? I'm thinking myself. Like, I'm never calling one of these people again. Because... His mother picks up. Uh, yeah, can I speak to Trevor? <laughs> Trevor, <laughs> your teacher's have... on the phone. Think about this for a second. So, I'm on the phone with a 12 year old. Okay, a grown man is on the phone with a 12 year old. Right. His his father or grandfather picks up. How do I explain why we're talking on the phone? We both just well, love well, wrestling, you see, bro. You see, your son works for me. Oh, none of it. None of it sounds good. No, not at all. But so I. But I. Your son like left on the left a comment on the message board claiming to be unpinnable. <laughs> I want to tell you, I can pin that little shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it was more stuff like they would say, like, uh, "We have exclusive news that Shawn Michaels just signed with WCW," but which, which, which was, of course, it was bullshit, but. Okay, a lot of stuff like but when, that. When it's on our page, we have to. But yeah, you know, that was that was the, that was the twelve year old who did that, and after after that happened, it, it kind of soured me on some of these people. So and it's, it's ever calling them again. All of this is super interesting to me because it's it's a world I didn't know existed. I, I didn't even. Uh, it's crazy because I didn't even think you could make. Back in the day when I first really got into the internet, I would say two thousand five, two thousand six. Okay. And by then it was like, I, I was late to the party. Like everyone else knew about these websites. I had no, e like E-bombs world. I learned about it really late. So I had <laughs> no idea that you can ever make a, a passion into a career using the internet. To me, all that shit was alien. All right. Uh, even when I first started podcasting, I had no idea how to possibly monetize it. Ads, all that just seemed crazy to me. So to see someone like you who... What's a journalist for wrestling? Which to me is still ridiculous. A journalist for, for <laughs> wrestling, right? Like we're all pretending it's a sport. Um, it, it's so, but it goes to show you that in North America, God damn it, we're amazing. We could yeah, do more anything. Or less, yeah. There's probably a blogger out there who is he's making money blogging about fucking French fries and hot dogs. It's possible. And he, and, and he probably has a YouTube page where he does nothing with uh, talking about French fries and hot dogs. And yeah. He's got an endorsement deal with, with McDonald's to make sure he only talks about their French fries. And yeah, shit like that, like yeah. $20,000 a month. And he's probably 12. It's fucking incredible. So how do you see this uh, How do you see this coronavirus thing changing uh, things up for everyone right now? How do, and you're in New York right now. 
you see things differently than I do through a different lens. Um, what do you see with your surroundings? Well, considering that we just uh, there was just a study in the New York Times that New York is responsible for all the coronavirus in America. Makes sense. Uh, I think we should all shut up. <laughs> is that what the study said? Oh, God, yeah. It was... Uh, all right. Okay, look, I'm not, you know, I'm not sciencey because I get you know, whenever you get in a fight with your little bit of friends, like, well, did this come from a scientist? It, 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 it came from researchers who did a study within the New York Times. How, but, how can uh, they? How can they know that it? Can, it's so stupid. Like that's a weird leap. So apparently, because I, I guess the thing that they have to do now is like trace people to figure out where the disease came from. It's it's I, I gave it, it's 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 I mean it sounds kind of creepy that they, that you're gonna they're gonna like trace American citizens to do anything. Yeah. But I think through like the tracing, they figured out that ninety one percent of the coronavirus cases in the Northeast originated from New York City. Okay. Uh, eighty three of the coronavirus uh, cases in the South originated from New York City. Eighty three percent of them. Eighty three percent, and even like in the Midwest and like, in the Midwest, I think the Southeast, it was still like over fifty sixty percent. So while I have all, I, I have all my New York liberal friends complaining about the governor of Georgia and the governor of Florida and the governor of Texas opening up too soon, we should be complaining about the, about the governor of New York and the mayor of New York City because they're the ones to blame. The mayor is the guy with the nipple rings? No, the governor is the guy with the lip nipple rings. Okay. Uh, the mayor is the guy who's a giant douche. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's a goddamn mayor. You met a good mayor? I what happened? I, have you met a good mayor? I have yet to meet a good mayor. Um, I'm kind of biased. I got one of them elected. He was a good mayor. <laughs> oh yeah, well, you did political work, like actual. I did political consulting for a little bit, but what the, the fuck is political mayor, consulting? Explain mayor. this to me. Um, let me consult you on your politics. Yeah, more or less, because <laughs> again, luck. I was uh, I was working the office I was working in at the time. Uh, was you could tell the company was going out of business. Okay. They weren't saying anything, but you, the writing was on the wall. So as a whim, I decided to like email a bunch of like political contacts and say, hey, here's my resume. What do you have? And that day, a friend of mine who is the chairwoman of like the state young Republicans was like, I'm working for a U.S. Senate race. Do you want to do our social media? Because no one does social media. I'm like, hey, I can do that. I know how to do social media. I've uh, tweeted in my that day. That became a job. It's basically, you know, I lucked out because the Democrats were always really good at the internet. Uh, most Republicans knew nothing about the internet. So if you knew something about the internet, you get your foot right in because they were desperate for anyone who knew what an internet was. So I started doing that. I just started, started running social media for like, you know, various campaigns. I feel like these jobs are made up. I feel like people are just making up jobs. Oh, it is. It, it, it absolutely is. I get all, I, I, I Every every social media job title is something that that guy made up for himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I used to call myself social media ninja. I actually, I I think I actually had it on a business card. When I used to work in video games, we had people who called themselves. We had a department that they were the ninjas. They called themselves, and even at the time, I remember I was young too, and I was I was like, "Fuck, that's uh that's retarded." Like you're still adults. Yeah. What do you do? I, you know, I'm a. I'm a developer. I'm an engineer. I'm a ninja. Like, yeah, he's a retard. Well, I mean, that, the funny. that's also the funny thing because, I mean, that was the kind of immaturity that I would deal with, you know, when I was working at the wrestling site. 
And it, but it, it carried over to, that's basically what working in politics is. The only difference is, well, in 2000, 2001, when it was all like, you know, immature, like, you know, high school and college students acting like that, you've got grown-ass adults acting, acting like, a that, you know, that, that type of retardedry dealing with politics. It's, it's it, I mean, it's all, it's all a work. That's, so that's what it is. It's it's, work, you know, man. the entire world is a work. It really is a work. And it takes you a while to figure it out. But, uh, and it's hard to, it's hard to kind of find your way because a lot of people are, are really scared to take that leap. Cause even, even yeah. me, right. Just going full-time comedy, writing, podcasting, all that. Um, it was scary, you know, at first to just think of doing something like that, but it's all made up. It's all, it's not all untraditional. Everything we're doing right now is untraditional work, untraditional yeah. media. Uh, so why the fuck not? And it also, I also, I think it's. And it probably drives you. I know it drives Steve, and it drives me. And also the uh, the feeling that every day when you wake up, you basically start the day unemployed. Yeah. And every but and and every day you feel like you know it's it's only a matter of time before like this all falls apart. But you learn to make the most out of each day. I think just that to every get day you to the next day. Every day I, I come to the realization where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, like this is fucking scary. Yeah. What if it all ends? <laughs> one, one of my favorite quotes, uh, Don Henley, it was in uh, the Eagles documentary. And he, he had said, um, you know, success is, uh, success is just as disconcerting as failure when you have questions about your own self-worth and abilities. Of course, it's one of those things that like, you know, why am I here when there's more talented people doing it? And it's only a matter of time before people realize that I suck and have no idea what I'm doing. And they're going to, they're going to go with these, these more talented people. And that, you know, that that's always in the back of your head, but yeah. it's also, it drives you to make sure that, you know, no one finds out what a fraud you are. Yeah. You always feel for comedians. Well, I don't know about every comedian. I, I've, I've met a lot of delusional ones too, that are shit. And they're like, <laughs> yo, I fucking killed it. But I always have this problem where no matter what anyone tells me, like, Oh, that was great. You know, I always have the problem. And like, nah, I wasn't. You know, I always have that issue as, ah, I could have hit this note better. I could have done that better. Yeah. And it used to bug me at first, but now I realize it's just the way I am. And I think that that's one of the reasons why it always pushes me to do. I feel like if I thought I was a success, if I thought, oh, this went perfect, then maybe I would start dropping the tempo, you know? But since I always feel like I'm chasing something that I'm never getting, like there's that carrot that's always in front of me, um, I feel like that motivates me to keep doing more. I was like, no, no, I haven't reached where I want to reach yet. Keep going, keep going. So I think that I think that you need to have. I think delusion is good if the delusion puts you down. I think delusion is bad if the delusion puts you up. That's that's how I see it. Yeah, I mean, look, I, there's nothing wrong with like you know. Sometimes you know when you crushed it. Yeah, you know, some, but you know that you could have done just, more. Sometimes you just know, but you know, anything I've ever done, like you know, anytime I've been on Crowder show, uh, any, any any friends podcast I did, I'm, I'm probably going to feel this way when when we're done today. I'll think to myself. Shit, I should have said that. Or if if I would have thought if, if I would have thought to say this other thing, that would have been hyster would have been hysterical. And yeah. you know, I wish I would have prepared this more. I I've never not had that after I've done something. Yeah, that's everyone, dude. I get yeah. the same fucking way. I, and I get I get chances to redo it, right? I do so many podcasts, and uh, I still always feel like oh, I don't feel like I gave enough. I don't think I did this. I think a lot a lot of that doubt uh, constantly creeps in. It's it's yeah. unavoidable. It's unavoidable. I, don't know, I guess you just you know, keep like trying new new shit. Yeah, and it's especially, like I said, especially when it's a, I mean, not so much singing. Again, it's just, I think it's still kind of kind of singing for your supper. It's just you know, thank, thankfully being better at it than most people. 
Oh, yo, speaking That's- of singing for your supper, I don't know if you're interested. You see uh, the heat that Adele is uh, oh my God. is facing because she, she's decided to look all cute. I crack it. It always cracks me up that you, you, you hear all these things about how uh, you hear all these things about how like, well, it doesn't matter how you look and what matters is what's inside and what matters is your talent. And yet when you, when you have someone, and this, this, uh, this has happened to, I mean, look, this, this happened, this happened to um, Lena Dunham uh, that one time she lost weight. Still uh, disgusting this hap- though. This has happened to any, any entertainer, particularly if it happened, if it's a woman who got fit or decided to lose weight, uh, even though the, you know, they're still the same person they were on the inside. And even though they're just as talented as they were before, and even though she, I'm sure Adele sings just as good as she did, did when she was heavier, the knives come out because, oh, well, you're making me feel bad. People shouldn't celebrate that she lost weight and got healthy. It's like, why not? No, actually, they, they kind of should. Yeah. But first of all, first of all, no one should have an opinion on it in the first place. I mean, let, let, let's let's just, you know, let's make sure that's out there. Yeah. You know, wh- wh- whether or not she decides to be fat or skinny, I mean, it's up to her. who cares in the first place? But yes, if so, if someone who's not healthy, little, you know, a little heavy set, and I say this as someone who's a little heavy set and realizes that, you know, you need to get healthier. Yeah. If they actually get healthy and are happy about it, that should be celebrated. Yeah. As opposed to it's yeah, like, she well, posted, that, she was that was just to feel bad about being skinny. Yeah, which is fucking crazy because you saw the difference in weight. And I know as a big guy that it's not easy to lose that much weight. So uh, she went through fucking hell, you know, diet exercising to get to that shape. And then to post a picture being proud of it and have assholes be like, what the fuck is this shit? She betrayed the fat community. Shut up. Shut up. And look, look, not, not knowing where she is politically, she's in the entertainment industry. I'm going to assume she votes for different people than I do. Oh, who gives a shit? It's all, pe- it's all people on her side. Well, here's the thing. I feel like we've we've made this mistake as a society. We, we're, we're assuming that, um, like, let's say right now, we're assuming that she, her fans, the ones that are, well, her ex-fans, the ones that are yelling about her losing weight and how she shouldn't have done they're it. They're not actually her fans. Yeah, they're, it's just I people who want to bitch at the internet. Or they're probably not even people who are really political savvy enough. That they probably just vote for whatever the mainstream media tells them to vote for. Like, they're the yeah. same people that say that that's bad, but that uh, Joe Biden fucking um, sexually assaulting people is cool because he's on the left. So <laughs> yes. That's fine because he pleads for our team. And yeah, it, yeah, and one that, of those and, idiots. And that doesn't make me feel bad. That's why I, I can't associate with a political party or, or a person in politics because I don't want to ever become one of those people where, oh, this, this person can do no wrong because I voted for them. Shit, man, even my sports teams that I love, if they do wrong, I could say, fuck, they did wrong. They suck, yeah. Yeah, I like being in that position. I do not want to be one of these fucking ideologues that just follow blindly. That's how you get fucking Nazis. That's how you get all that shit. They're just like, well, that's what the party said. You don't need that shit. Make your own fucking (laughs) decisions. I will say this about some Biden supporters. A couple of them are at least being intellectually honest, where they're saying, um, The old man has lost his mind. I trust you. Uh, I'm sorry this happened to you, but I'm I, I'm supporting Biden anyway because even though he raped you, he's not Donald Trump. That's so there insane. Are actually, there, there are actually some Biden supporters who are at least being honest about it. That, that's an insane statement, though. I'm still supporting the rapist because he's not the guy that I was. <laughs> Dude, when, when Trump was hosting The Apprentice, everyone took him as a joke, not a threat, right? Yeah. And then now, after four years of yeah, we see buffoonery, we see, but we also see so much entertainment, so much of fuck you, your fake See, news. that's 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 where I've always been torn because on one hand, as 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 someone who cares about 
his country. Uh, for some for, for never for some reason, Donald Trump brings out the worst out of everyone, like his supporters and his opponents. And it, I just say I, I think it's just it's not healthy for the country. But on the other hand, I've got a living to worry about. Donald Trump yeah. is a gold mine. Well, here's what here's what I bring up. Because uh, I'm in no position as a, as a Canadian, I don't like I don't want to tell people who to vote for in another country. I feel like that's a that's a bitch move. However, all right, <laughs> think about it. I'm just thinking about it. Trying to think about it logically. So you we we could tell now that Joe Biden, uh, I I would say has dementia or early onset dementia. There's something off. He's not who he used to be. He doesn't speak the way he used to. He's there's something He's starting there. to lose control of his facilities. Yeah, yeah. There's there's already, we could see the onset of this, right? It's just, it's coming in. Yes. So you have two choices. One is, you already saw what happened in four years. Um, it's not what the media told you was going to happen. It's just no, a, lot of, a lot of fuckery in the sense of, you know, he yells at the media, which is fine. They needed that. They needed to hear that shit. Uh, and there's a lot of entertainment to it. The country's not on fire. He, he didn't fucking kill minorities. It's not what they were telling you was going to happen. <laughs> but if Biden takes control, we know that he's kind of losing it. Who knows where that's going to go? Yeah. Who knows where that's going to go? What kind of decisions he's going to make that'll fuck everyone over? What kind of people he's going to molest? So do you want four years of, we might all starve? Or do you want four years of, fuck you, fake news? I'll take the fuck you, fake news. Well, see, I have the benefit of being a conservative in New York, so my vote doesn't count in the first place. Okay. So, I, you know, I, I, I could leave President Blank. I, I could write in, you know, quarter black carrot. I could, I, I could do whatever I want. It's not going to matter because my vote's not going to count. Vote for me, bro. Uh, but, yeah, I'll, I'll vote for Pantelis, uh, even though he's Canadian, just because it'd be, I, I always said I wanted to run for president, like when I was old enough, just because I, I want to be, I want to be watching CNN and I want to see like, you know, Republican candidate, fifty-eight million votes. Democrat candidate, fifty-eight million votes. John Brodigan, three. Seven. Yeah, yeah, seven, yeah. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I wanted to say. But you also have to ask the question. I mean, we know we know the comedy we're, we're getting from Donald Trump, and you know we can plan out the next four years of comedy. Uh, um, a president that you know you have to worry about if he's going to remember to wear his pants to the State of the Union. I can like, I can I I can I can see how there's you know there, there could be comedy there also. I can't wait for the debates, dude. This is going to be historic. I, I can't, I, I can't even picture what they look like. This is going to be great. I, I mean, because I mean, here's here's the thing. You, I mean, you are at least able to picture Trump versus Hillary. I mean, you can visually, all right, they're going to yell, and the media is going to do this. Those were fun debates. Do you remember those? Those were some. Fucking, yeah, those were fun. Yeah. Yeah, like again, as someone who cares about his country, I was very depressed. But you know, as someone who's just starting to make a career in comedy. This is a gold mine. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I I can't I can't even. I mean, I'll, I, it's, what usually happens? There are three debates. You have one behind a podium, you have one where they're sitting at a table, and you have one where it's more of a town hall with like like uh, bar stools and stuff like That's that. That's the problem. You got to add the next level, one that is in the ring. Exactly. That's Octagon. the only problem with America right now. You need the in the ring debate. If they're going to be a circus, we should go all the way. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the only problem is like Dana White and Vince McMahon, where you would get the ring, where you would get the promoted. They're they're already Trump supporters, so it's not like you know the Democrats would never go for that. Now, if if you know maybe you know I don't know where Tony Khan is politically. I mean, for all I know, he could be a Joe Biden supporter. So maybe they they could work something out where you know you have like you know Vince McMahon promoting one of the debates and Tony Khan promoting one of the other debates. That would be funny too. You know they can, you know they can have the Democrat debate at at Daly's place and have the the Republican the the Republican debate at the performance center. 
it's so, you know, it shouldn't even, you, you know what you should do? You should be able to, a, a real free country, I think, you should be able to change your vote, whereas uh, who who stands closer to you politically and what the country needs? So it, we should be at a time where politicians kind of evolve and then you went, you know, Republican one election, but then the next election, somebody came up, you know, in, on the left and like, oh, fuck, I like these policies, right? The policies will move my vote. But now it seems impossible. Like everyone is so fucking, they're digging their heels in the dirt. It's, it's, it's the internet. The, the, the internet has completely destroyed everything. You think Twitter ruined like, it? So growing up, so uh, my first presidential vote was for a libertarian. Four years later, it was a Republican. Four years later, it was a Democrat. Four years later, it was a Republican. And that second Republican was where I started to get involved with politics. Where once you start to get into trenches, it gets to the point where we're like, fuck it, I'm just voting for my team just because screw these other guys. Yeah. And it just, I guess, like, it's, again, it's only gotten worse, which which is bad for, like, the planet. But it's great when you work in comedy. Just speaking I mean, of- I mean that's, the, that's the struggle. That's the struggle. I mean, are we going to survive versus, hey, I can do 10 minutes on this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are we going to survive or, hey, am I going to survive? <laughs> Did you you know what went unnoticed? Nobody talked about it. Is um, when the CIA confirmed and they said, "Yep, those UFOs sightings were real." You know that footage that came out of the military. Uh, how messed up is that? How come no one's talking about that? How come that's not main news? But if fucking Trump farts, it's uh, it's the front page. <laughs> the pandemic has screwed up the world so much, though. That hey, look, hey, look, we have photos of of UFOs, possible possible actual aliens. And everyone's just like, meh. And those I videos mean, came out a long time ago, and they, they denied it. They're like, those are not real. That's And now they're like, while this happened, they're like, all right, we lied. Yeah, that's just real. We don't know what the fuck those things are. Yeah. And, well, and no one's thought You'd think that you'd have Don Lemon ready to suck these fucking aliens off, but there's nothing <laughs> happening. They're not talking about it. I don't understand. Well, basically, long story short, because Donald Trump didn't tweet about it. <laughs> if, if Donald Trump tweeted about it, it would be all any of us are talking about. But because Donald Trump didn't tweet about the alien photos. Donald Trump, it would be funny if he misunderstands any tweets. He's like, these alien sons of bitches think they could fly over my wall. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, that, that, that's also how you know that, you know, the, the UFO photos weren't necessarily real and there's no Area 21. Because if Donald Trump what the even fuck is Area 21? that was true, he tweeted about it. Area 51? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I thought there was another yeah, area. Area 51. How the, many um, goddamn the areas are there? place in New Mexico where, like, ET's hanging out. Well, Area I mean, 51 is real. It's a real place, but uh, the debate there is alien. There? That's the question. Yeah, yeah. The, it's probably military shit, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of weird alien stuff uh, that I've seen. Um, do you remember? Fuck, I wish I had videos of it to show you right now, but you could YouTube it. Uh, I believe it was in Arizona a couple of years back where there was like all kinds of UFOs in the sky, like people all over, um, I, I think it was Phoenix, taped it from different angles. Like it was just everyone could see it. It even went over, I think, an MLB game. There was a baseball game happening. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah there was a whole thing. And then the, um, I think the governor uh, kind of ridiculed people by coming out. He did a press conference and he came out with like an alien suit or something, like a, like a mask. And people got mad at him. They're like, hey, asshole, we all saw it. Why are you calling us crazy? We sent you videos. And you never really hear anything from that again. And that was weird. Now, you, I would assume it was probably the military testing some shit out. Um, you know, we just don't know what kind of 
ships they're working with, what kind of technology. But still, I find it interesting that there's no official statement ever to be like the government's like, hey, those that was military exercises or those were, you know, I don't know, fucking, you guys didn't get it right. There's no UFOs. But they just pretend like it never happened, even though there's video footage. That's what makes people suspicious. I'm, I'm, I'm more annoyed because if I was ever staffing the governor or any, any politician and I wanted him to walk out in an alien mask, no one would listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, like I got the, 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 the fact, the fact that the fact that there's a, a chief executive in this country, I can know backtrack. The fact that, 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 that there is a, there is a consultant or a political operative in this country to get a chief executive to walk out in an alien mask, because I guarantee you that was that guy's idea. Game respect game. Yeah, it is respectful, but I that meeting must have been amazing. Like, dude, exactly, they're all fucking freaking out about aliens. What do I do? And they're probably stoned. I got an idea. Now, bear, look, look, it's it's unorthodox, but I'm gonna Shelly. I'm gonna need you to go down to the store. <laughs> Gotta get me a goddamn <laughs> alien mask. And then, because you have the governor's like, where are you going with this? Just trust me, governor. All right, you hired me for a fucking reason. I'm gonna fix this. You go out there and you ridicule your citizens. You tell them they're fucking idiots and they believe in this. Trust me, problem solved. <laughs> Re-election in no time. Yeah, <laughs> here. But I've seen stuff like that, oh, and it always makes idea. me curious. It always like I I love the movies that I like, like the kind of lore that I like. I really like time travel, and I like aliens. I like all that stuff. You know, I like uh, extraterrestrial stuff. I like uh, time travel. I like uh, you know, did we come from aliens? Did they come here back in time? Because in my head, it has to do with time travel. So I enjoy okay. it as a I enjoy it as a as a, a, entertainment. The but funny thing is, my favorite time travel movie isn't even a movie like that. What is it? There's this movie called About Time. It's actually it's more of a romantic comedy. It's I th- I think it's the guy who did Love Actually. Uh, uh, Bill Nye's in it, and what what it is is like the men in the family can can travel back in time, but um they can only travel back to a point in their own life to either change something or just to like or just like to relive something. Interesting concept. So yeah, so like it, it's it's you know and like again because you, you know you hear like the you know the, the the people who made love actually you think it's gonna be like cheesy cheesy like old story, but it's more it's more just like like you know I was impressed life. that you I was honored that you were coming out to me. <laughs> what well, wasn't that kind of a love story? But is is it good? Is it what's it called again? Oh, it's very good. It's a Bill Nye. Um, I don't like Bill Nye. Redhead, redheaded British guy that you'll recognize his face. I don't know his name. Did and, you know um, Bill Nye's not really a Rachel scientist? McAdams. Bill Nye, not a scientist. Did you know that? He just walks around with a fucking lab coat. Oh, no, no, not, not Bill Nye. He's definitely not a scientist. Uh, Bill Nahe. Oh, okay. Okay, yes. is that a different who's, person? Who, who, who's, who's more of a scientist than Bill Nye? Okay, because I don't like Bill Nye. Um, no, I'm, not Bill Nye. No, no, no. Not, okay, if, if, it was, if it was Bill Nye, you, I, that would be grounds for you to, like, to end this podcast right now. Because if I walk around with overalls, I can't claim to be a mechanic. <laughs> this guy goes well, on... Actually, if you... If you're American, you could say you can self-identify as a mechanic. This guy goes on CNN talking about science. It always shocks me. He's a marketing major. Yeah, I think, I think it's a marketing major. I, that's like that's like that's like political. I, I, I had a friend share an article in Time that was supposed to be like a scientific uh, research. It was the political scientist. Political scientists aren't actual scientists. They're not actual scientists. They're, they're, they're people who spent twenty thousand dollars just to get a piece of paper that said they're a doctor. The only science in politics is this. Lie. The art of the lie. Yeah, the art of the lie. That's science. There's actually science. Like you know, what lies work. You know, the different kind of lies. You know, would you know? uh, The you know, 
if you if you're lying to people about aliens, you would apply a different lie than if you're lying to people about the coronavirus. Exactly. I mean that that, that actually takes a skill. I mean I oh. can actually see going to school for that. I, oh, I don't want to forget now because I was curious. So what the fuck happens in this movie? You said they. Oh, oh no, no. So basically, what happens in the movie? What happens in the movie? It's like a big. It's it's, it's basically it's a love story just about just about learning how to like love life. Okay. Still course, gay. Like, you know, still, they, you know, they would they would go back really in time. Gay. They would change mistakes. Yeah. You know they would they would learn to uh, like the best part of the movie. And this is when like Bill Nahi, not Bill Nye, because he's a douche. Bill Nahi tells his son like the true secret. Like say you have like a day. And it's a shitty day or something. Like you go back and you relive, you relive that day, but you you look at some of the some of the stuff you missed you, that you didn't appreciate at the time. Why don't you just change it, and make it a good day? You could that happened on a couple of days too. It should. Yes. Kind of an idiot will go back in time and relive shitty times and try to find. Just make it good. There is no shitty yeah, time. Well, I mean, okay. In in the realm of this universe, is that you can only if once you start having kids, yeah, you can't go past. You can't go before that kid was born because everything you did up until that life led to that kid. Led to that kid, and that actually happened because he he, he went back to fix a car accident, and then he came back, and you know his daughter was a Chinese boy. His daughter was a Chinese boy. Hold on, a question: His daughter originally was she a Chinese girl? No. Then that is ridiculous. <laughs> How did that? His wife must have had a lot of explaining to do. It, a lot of explaining. Look, you were out of town. The delivery guy it, came over. It, it could have it could have just been a weird looking baby face that they hired. I'm I'm not even sure. I'm the, I can come to think of it, I'm not even entirely sure the Chinese part. But the baby definitely looked a lot different. This, this movie might have never happened. You might be making all this up. And that's 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 always possible too. Yes, yeah, so I've always been fascinated with time travel, aliens, and shit like that. But uh, I am I, I I can honestly say that I'm shocked that the news is passing up such a juicy story of yeah ufo's sightings these are real it's such a juicy story and i believe it's way better of a story than um you know trump told uh, cnn anchor to go fuck himself uh for the 50th yeah. time and i'm very very which, shocked which, that which really isn't news it. anymore it's, that's why it's i'm surprised that they're just avoiding it they're they're hiding it uh they're hiding in plain sight they announced it and then no one's saying shit about it so look, is it aliens? Is it uh, another country? Another country that has some advanced fucking, uh, you know, another uh, Air country Force? of aliens. Wow, another country of aliens. Yeah, is I it, mean, if, if if it was another country of aliens, we probably would have bombed them. Is it Mexican F-16s? Like, what's <laughs> happening? Yes, it, it, it was illegal ex- extraterrestrials. Right. And then you have Elon Musk saying he's now fully convinced that this is a simulation. I don't know. I I I think I think I think Elon Musk has to stay as to maybe, maybe you know dial back Joe Rogan's weed a little bit. You we say this right? People talk shit about yes. him, but he is way more successful than we are. He Much, clearly yes. knows what he's doing. So who yes. are we to talk shit? Is is how I see it. That, that's valid, but also I I didn't realize uh, I I was watching Rogan's podcast yesterday because Musk was on. Yeah. If I ever have to fall asleep. Yeah, I, dude, I said I, it. I, I, I'm going to listen to an Elon Musk uh, TED talk. So like, here's, here's there, the there was a 20 second pause before every sentence. So I talked. So yesterday on, on my Patreon, I dropped a bonus podcast where it's those podcasts are just me just talking to myself. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that right before I was trying to watch that podcast. And the only thing I didn't like is I'm so interested in, in both these people, especially right. Elon Musk. Cause you don't hear, you don't get him in a lot of these interviews, right? Where it's just long form and he could riff. And I was shocked at how boring and every time like Rogan was trying to build him up, 
be like, all right, here, he's throwing him the ball. And then he would just stop and be like, well, yeah, yeah you know, the, the real thing to think about right now is why not use three letters instead of two? I was like, oh, come on. He's not even, he's not even talking in an adult voice. You know, he's just, yeah. it's like, you know, Alan Moss, it's great to be, great to have you. How was your day? But it's not a bad thing. I mean, you, you contribute differently to society. He's given, yeah, exactly. That, that good, that delayed good. He's given back <laughs> with, you know, his, uh, you know, Tesla science, you know, he, I think he's the guy behind PayPal, all that shit. So he gave back in a different way. He's not giving back yes. in entertainment and in, you know, um, public speaking, uh, but it would have been amazing if you would have someone that has like the gift of gab, uh, of let's say a stand-up comic and the science mind of Elon Musk, that's the president. That would be a president right there. That's the you guy know, you vote I, for. I, I think I think you just stumbled on your first movie. Yeah, just mix that up and have him be president. Yes, President Pantelis. Oh God, I, I don't think I'd make a good president. Yeah, I'd, you, I'd you argue actually, more than Trump. You could you could you could have like you know you know you you you, you order you order like a thing of poutine that happened to be like too close to to. Uh, a, a toxic plant, and it made you really smart. Yeah, it would be like the Toxic Avenger remade. <laughs> I, I've I've been trying to get into um recently. I don't know. I I don't know where your passion lies in this, but I've been trying to get into horror uh, series. I, I was unaware for the longest time that uh the horror genre translated to actual series, like shows that have seasons. I didn't know that that was a real thing until I subscribed to uh, Shutter, that channel on Amazon Prime. Okay, and I was pleasantly surprised. Right. There's a, like at just a community of horror movie fans. Uh, I didn't know about, you know, how much certain people get together and they talk about uh, B horror movies, C horror movies, um, the low budget ones, you know, big budget ones, the franchises, and they have their own fan bases. And then there's these series that are made to be horror and scare you, but there's continu- continuity to it. Um, and it's been fucking exciting. I've been like, fuck, I didn't know there was so, so much horror, you know? And some isn't really that scary. Like I got into a show called Nosferatu. Okay. Uh, it's on Shutter, but it doesn't feel scary at all. Uh, it's not a horror. Like it's classified as one, but I don't see it as horror. But it's a fun series. It's a fun series about people with like cool powers and shit. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I've been getting into that shit. I've been getting into a lot of this horror uh, genre. Did you? Were you funny aware thing, of the series horror series? It's funny, funny thing is, I never got into horror movies because I was like uh, growing up. I was never allowed to see uh, rated R movies. Okay. So, you know, when I got, when I, you know, when, you know, getting to high school and college and I would sell all, all like the classic movies, they all look so dated and stupid. So like, like if I watch Psycho or like if I watch like the first Halloween, yeah. I, I laugh at it because it's just, it's, it, it just seems silly to me. But then like, you know, then once, once like the horror movies are coming out that time, it was like the over the top gore. Where you're just watching and it's just like they call those, I think, slash like so. There's different genres within the horror genre. Slasher, so slasher flicks. Yeah, there's slasher fl- flicks. Um, I don't care so much for slasher flicks, but I really like Halloween because, but the original Halloween's because then what happened is they they kind of bastardized the whole franchise. They're yeah. just trying to milk it. But I love the concept behind Halloween. You know that 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 figure that haunts you, right? And even though he never runs, he always manages to show up and surprise you there's something creepy about that you know um so i love those little horror tropes but i've never gotten into like um so there's there's huge fan clubs of like friday the 13th 
and Jason movies. And oh, they count the kills. Oh, in this movie, he killed this many people by you know decapitation, by stabbing. I don't care for that. I care about the no, lore no, no, behind the, it. Those are the types of people like they, they should they should consider going out and dating a girl. <laughs> no, but there's you know you say that because that's what people would say about a lot of uh, stuff. But they're I don't know they seem well adjusted uh, for the most well, part. Well, and actually no, no. Come to think of it, I mean there were like there were actually a lot more girls into these things, which drives yeah. me insane. Because when I was into these things, the only girls into it were dragged there by their boyfriends. Like even 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 going to see like a friend's band on a weekend in college, the only girls there were dragged in by their boyfriends. But now, like you know, girls go to concerts and these horror things by themselves. It's like I I I, I wish you were around twenty years ago. Okay, I wish I had Just a time because, machine because because now you're a felony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now I would get in trouble. <laughs> it, it's so I, it's so I would interesting. get in trouble back then too. It just wouldn't be illegal. So you what 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 kind of genre? Because you're saying that you're not really big into the horror stuff. But I was bringing this up because um, I'm actually really excited about new horror movies coming out. I want to see that the the second part of the remake of Halloween, which um, I don't know if you know, but uh, what's his name? Um, Danny McBride. Okay. Uh, I'm Danny McBride to, in a horror movie. Danny McBride wrote uh, this horror movie. Danny McBride has been up to all kinds of amazing shit. He's been writing uh, comedy on, shows. Let me, let me just make sure. Let me make sure I'm thinking of the same person. The guy from Eastbound and Down. Yes, I'll, Danny McBride's an R. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he's not. He's not even in it. He, um, he, he made it basically. He, uh, so he, he's been making a lot of good shit. Like if you look at, um, I don't know if you've seen the Righteous Gemstones, and uh, him and his writing partner, these guys are fucking hilarious. I feel like they're underappreciated. Oh, wow. Yeah, they do a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm actually blown away by this. I, I'm actually have to check it out now because I'm, I'm curious what, what you know, Dan, Danny McBride. Because uh, I, I, I think the first movie I saw him in it was like an indie film with uh, Zoe Deschanel and some other people called All the Real Girls. And yeah. ever since that movie, everything I've ever seen him in, he looked like he's played the exact same character. Yeah, he's always Danny McBride. Yeah, but it's just but I'm, different. I'm, I'm curious what a, what a horror movie from him would look like. It's great. It's he actually um, he clearly loves the source material. He loves Halloween, and yeah. it, it's not like just an over the top. Uh, all right, let's just let's just show a lot of blood, right? He doesn't do that, which uh, made it a lot of fun for me. It, it, it's fun to watch, but it's just everything he touches recently that I've been watching, like a lot of his comedy shows. There's one I think it's called Vice Principals, <laughs> where he's uh, he's a vice principal with another. It's just he's such a funny good writer. And he's doing I'll have so to much. check it out because you know what happened because I used to love all of those Joe Dapatel things, like starting with like Freaks and Geeks and like that mm-hmm. entire like we'll call him a troop. Uh, until Twitter and I, and I got to find out what, what what like douchebags some of them are and like yeah. real life I kind of wrote it, but like like I w- one of my favorite dumb comedies, which is funny because I hate everyone in this movie. Get him to the Greek. Okay. Like, I, I, I like I like dumb comedies like that, but it's it's got Russell Brand and like Jonah Hill or two of my yeah, least favorite I people watched, on the planet. I watched it, yeah. But uh, but yeah, like I, I was like I got I was associated Danny McBride with like that gang, like I, I, you know I'd be I'd be surprised to see him in a horror movie and him not be stoned. Yeah, well, he's not like I said, he's not in it. You're not going to see him in it. He made okay. it. He's not in it, so he doesn't do like a random cameo. So oh, that... so so he's just producing. Yeah, wow. yeah. So he and writing. Um, which is interesting, but the righteous gemstones and vice principles, these are shows. They're one season each so far. Um, oh no, two seasons. I'll, actually, I'll, 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 I'll have to check it out. You have to check them, dude. It's fucking hilarious. And you, he's the, one of those guys that I appreciate again, cause he's just, he's doing his own thing. 
I think he lives in uh, Carolina, where where he wants to live. He fucking writes. Oh. He films his shit. Okay, you know, I, I actually appreciate. I, I do. I appreciate that too. I, I appreciate. I appreciate the people who are able to. Uh, I like people doing their own thing. They're building their own thing. They're, they're yeah. They they're, yeah. they're content doing their own thing and just making enough money to where they don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, they don't have to suck the the cock of the Hollywood elites, if, if you will. Yes. Like, like, like the, the best piece of advice I ever heard, uh, Chappelle, when he was on Inside the Actor Studio, he was telling a story about how his, um, he was the first person in his family to not graduate college. So his dad pulled him aside one time when he said he was going to like, you know, not, instead of going to college, he's going to have a career as a comedian. And his father had to sat down and have a warning with him, like, you know, everyone tries to make it, but not everyone makes it. Make sure you have a plan. And Chappelle's answer was, it depends what making it is, because his dad was a teacher. And Chappelle feels like if he can make just enough money to like match a teacher's salary, he made that it. would be making it to him. Yeah, I've seen and that I, interview. Yeah, I was just I, ever since I saw that, like you know, everything you know, every, I, I view everything in that lens. So like like Danny McBride, it's like you probably just hey, I'll, I'll write this and you know I'll, I'll make these. He's comfortable and content just doing being comfortable and doing the stuff he like he actually wants to do as opposed to having to choose stuff just to get the big payday because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you're telling me I could live and do all the shit I like? Why the fuck would I live and do all the shit you like instead? That's crazy. No, I'm going to do yeah. all this. That's a, that's the one that's one of the things I like I also like about Chris Pratt cuz he still he still lives on a farm in like Seattle or like in Washington state. Oh, I don't know much about Chris Pratt. Yeah, I mean I I last I heard I I don't think I don't think he's going to I think one of the reasons for his divorce was that because his, uh Anna Ferris wanted to get more into TV so she wanted to move to Hollywood. And he doesn't want to live in California. He, he he enjoys living on a farm and just traveling when he has to, like, you know, do actor shit. But I enjoy stuff, stuff like that where it's like, I'm, I'm going to live my own thing. And I'll just, you know, I'll do stuff when I feel like doing it. I can, actually, I can appreciate that. I'm, I'm a fan of the builders. Anyways, all right. Well, Brodigan, I know you have shit to do. I know that you did this as a, as a last-minute favor. And uh, I caught you at the perfect time because you didn't get interrupted for an hour, which is fucking amazing. <laughs> which, which I was expecting. So, I, yeah, I thought you were going to get interrupted for sure, but we got lucky. Yes. So um, they're going to find you on Twitter, and it's easy because it's at Brodigan. I, I got in early. Yeah, you got in early. I tried to get at Pantelis, and an account that doesn't even use it has it, and they won't how, give it to me. How, how, how is there someone else with the name Pantelis? Yeah, and whoever the fuck it is doesn't even use it. They've never used well, no, that well, goddamn account. It's like that on Instagram. There's an ad Brodigan on Instagram. I think Linda Brodigan, she she has no followers, no friends. She's posting three photos, and she hasn't updated her account in, like, say, eight years. Give me my name. Yeah, listen, Linda, you stupid whore. <laughs> I, I, I don't know who you are. I don't even know if you're related. Give me give me my damn name. It would be funny if you are related, and she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you're the worst yeah. nephew ever. <laughs> one, one day there's going to be a funeral or something. It's like, it's like, wait, did you say Linda Brodigan? As in... <laughs> At Brodigan on Instagram, and a fight breaks out. Come here, we need to talk. Listen, whore. So uh, they're gonna they're gonna find you on Twitter. Uh, they're gonna find yes. you. You're yeah, you're the Brodigan on uh, on Instagram, correct? Hashtag Brodigan. Hashtag bro on Instagram. Is that your at? And, yes. At, at hashtag, hashtag Brodigan. That makes it funnier. So uh, they're gonna find you there. They're also gonna see you on Louder with Crowder. Uh, and yes. a lot of the sketches. Where they'll, also, where they'll also see you. Yeah, they'll see me. I'll fly uh, back down there as soon as the. Um, the band has been lifted. Homes. Yeah, as soon as they let me. Uh, so, and they're going to catch a lot of your sketches. And as for you, uh, I try to motivate you to do your own fucking wrestling thing because I know you love wrestling, but you you seem to tell me to go fuck myself. Uh, so that's <laughs> not going to happen. But you will be tweeting all kinds of nonsense, and that's where everyone yes. could see what you're up to. So fuck. I'm content doing that. Thank you all for listening. Check out Brodigan.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.